BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hi, it's Jack O'Brien for Health Aid Kombucha. Uh, this bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst quenching, uh, great for your gut health. Health Aid Kombucha comes in many flavors pink lady apple, your passion fruit tangerine, uh, ginger lemon is one of my favorites. It's organic, a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. You guys know I'm a big soda fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink that instead of making you feel like you were drinking chemicals. It made your tummy feel good. That is Health Aid Kombucha. Look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Makes my dang tum-tum feel good. So make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 287, episode 3 of The Daily Zeitgeist, a yeah! production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it is Wednesday, May 17th, 2023. Yes. Big day. National Idaho Day. Also, for all the all y'all with the <laughs> high blood pressure, <laughs> especially a black or brown people, blood pressure is no fucking joke. The silent no killer. Joke. It's World Hypertension Day. Please check your blood pressure because, man, I, you, I've, I've had to recently be aware of mine. Uh, it's also National Pack Rat Day. Shout out to Pack Rat. Shout out to the Cherry Cobblers because it's your day. And also National Walnut Day. Pack Rat Day. Yeah. That's... Oh, a graduation tassel day. I don't know why that has its own day, but must be from Big Tassel. Yeah, just, just the tassels is who we're honoring today. Do you have your tassel? Do you did you for, did you no. save any of your graduation I don't think I had regalia? It the afternoon after I graduated. Yeah, I don't think I hung on to that. I didn't. I don't think I knew until you just said that 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 was something people did. Well, I you always see people. I mean, people who like are sentimental about that kind of shit. You know, yeah. Not like I don't know. For me, I'm like just get rid of all the evidence that ever, that ever happened. Yeah, I I still wear hat uh, graduation hats just as a fashion statement. I think it's a cool look. <laughs> But um, anyways, my name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. I can ride my bike with no handlebars, no handlebars, no handlebars. I didn't change this part because it's a fact about me, <laughs> not to brag. It just when I ride my bike, I can ride my bike with no handlebars, no handlebars, no handlebars. 
Yes, it's me, Jack O.B., a.k.a. Mr. Never Played No D. My thighs are thick as tree trunks, and Miles has a pair just like me. That is courtesy of Fighter of the Night Man on the Discord. Uh, Yeah. Shout out to uh, being able to ride your bike with no handlebars. Shout out to my friend who gave me the and one nickname, Obi-Wan Play No D. uh, Yeah. Always, always appreciate it. Shout out like to Jordan Chris. Poole. Uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. It's Miles Gray, a.k.a. <laughs> All I want to do is ride around Lambos, though I can't afford it. Puka shells on my neck like it's the early aughts. Kid, I wear hats winter through summer because the hairlines lost me. When I'm ordering fries, I do like them soggy. Uh, shout out to at right to post because you know what? I love clips. I love the clips. And I love the second album, folks. Hell Hath No Fury. Very underrated. Hell Hath No Fury, folks. Hell Hath No Fury, folks. It has and no fury. A lot of people are saying. Definitely does not. Uh, but yeah, shout out to you for that deep cut. Man, that's a real that's a real clips fan right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, featuring Ab Liva. Mine was correctly. by Flowbots. The song is called Handlebars, and I had never heard it before. But uh, gave really? it a shot. Yeah. Are, are you is familiar? It, is that a... Is it, wait, Flowbots is the band that did that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The song oh, is oh, called oh, Handlebars. Oh, oh. Oh, I thought you said like the the AKA was submitted by like someone named yeah Flo-Bot. yeah Flobot big fan. No, it was submitted by Fighter of the Night Man. Uh, oh right, uh, okay, never mind. I even Discord AKA submitter submit. Yeah. Uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined. Oh uh, yeah, by a very funny podcast host, a talented rapper, my first co-host of all time in the podcast space. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite writers, actors, uh, made some of the great videos at Cracked. Uh, I'm thrilled that he and Abe, yesterday's guest, are teaming yeah. up to make a new film called Papa Bear that you can find out about and contribute to. We will talk about that and link off to it in the footnotes. Please Footnote. welcome back to the show, the brilliant, the talented Michael Sway! Sway! A.K.A. I would swallow my pride, I would choke on the rinds, but the lack thereof would leave me empty inside. I would swallow my doubt, turn it inside out, find nothing but faith in nothing. Wanna put my tinder hard in a blender, watch it spin around to a beautiful oblivion. Rendezvous, then I'm through with Michael Swain. Hey! <laughs> oh, man, Bars, my origami. Which is hard to fit on the birth certificate. For real. Yeah, yeah. But you did. Thanks, what, did. But it is what you're all also known as so yeah. <laughs> uh, i love how because you guys are on top of twitter so i'm sure you know and our like the wider crack diaspora has kind of gotten i think cody like i think they're aware of cody and talk to them a lot but eve six's official twitter handle yeah. they um spit mad shit and they're really good at it like they tweet yeah. oh yeah dunks a lot yeah it's, <laughs> it's always like fun i remember like when it was especially during the trump administration i was like wait dude the eve at eve six is out here i think that happened live on the show we were like wait eve six that can't be like actually eve Eve six Six. oh damn it is six yeah flames um michael how how are you doing i'm doing so so well and not in the fake podcast way (laughs) uh really bad then really good i didn't even intend to talk about this but i'll plug a thing because it came out monday I do a series called Tales from the Pit, uh, where I usually interview people about mental health challenges. We flipped it, and Soren Bowie, our dear friend Soren Bowie, uh, hosted and interviewed me about, I recently went through what's called an intensive outpatient program, which used to be called the Looney Bin, (laughs) and uh, and, uh, learned a bunch of new skills that now 
I think like there is a honeymoon period and I have reasonable expectations, but I'm still in the glow of like, I feel like a mind Jedi. Like it, life is just a state of mind and I'm great. Like yeah, ever since I went the right through this program, on. I'm great. Yeah. Yeah. That's great to hear, man. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. IOP. I, I did one of those. Yeah. You know me. Yeah. Oh, did I, you? <laughs> yeah. I did one of those. Yeah. Back when I was stopping drinking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was very beneficial. It took two weeks off from cracked. Uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was, it was hard to make that initial commitment, but it was, yeah. Learned a lot of life skills and, uh, one of the best things I ever did for myself. And so. they actually worked. I went in really skeptical. Like my pain is so deep and unique. It won't work on me. <laughs> yes. Right. And other guys were like, no, it will. If you give it the time I'm at the end of the process, it totally worked. And I thought it wouldn't work. And now I'm the guy at the end going, you'd think it wouldn't work, but yeah. it did work. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel good. And some other skeptical yeah. young in, aka could could be somebody in their like fifties, but uh, <laughs> right. coming in all skeptical and shit. Yeah. Anyways, awesome, man. Uh, we're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're gonna tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. Uh, we're gonna talk about some GOP investigations that I guess I guess they've maybe been looking looking forward to. On, on Fox, I was not aware of them, but they're, Jack, they're starting they're... to bear fruit. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, baby. I mean, we're fucked. And by we're, I mean the Joe Brandon crime syndicate is <laughs> fucked. <laughs> I actually didn't see this story until just now. So I'm excited it's, to see uh, what, they've, what they've dug up for us. And then Rudy Giuliani is uh, being sued for sexual assault and just all sorts of gruesome details, but also, you know, enlightening details about how he was thinking about his role within the Trump administration, such as admitting to selling pardons for $2 million. On tape. On wax. (laughs) Uh, We'll talk about Paris, uh, which is as recently as like a decade ago, not a very bike friendly city, even though, you know, people riding a bike with a baguette in a bag uh, is one of the international symbols of Paris, but yeah. uh, it was actually a very polluted uh, car choked city fairly recently and uh, is now doing great. They've cut their emissions by 20%. They've made their city way more livable. Uh, one of those, one of those happy stories that I like to check in with. Every I want now. that. I want that. I How want do I get that. to there? Yeah. Um, uh, but before we get to any of it, Michael, we do like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? Yeah, uh, I had to dig back a little bit, but I discovered something and then I scared myself by going, what was that? And reclicking it. it, it <laughs> it's the words are prisoner fall out. And uh, there's this old 60s show that only ran for one season and was beloved in that time, like how some people loved Firefly as it was, you know, dying. Uh, called The Prisoner. Uh, I mainly knew it from Simpsons references. Like, the island is guarded by a giant plastic ball that smothers you. I knew that already. Oh, but, I remember that from, like, yeah, that the trippy prisoner. episode where yeah. uh, Homer goes on the island. Yeah, when he's Mr. Yeah. X journalist. And, yeah, so anyway, that is the premise. I think it's Magoo So Anyway, the, the premise is just that uh, a guy's trapped on a wacky island. It's super surreal and trippy, and he's trying to escape. And a primordial terror of mine that still shakes me to my core was one night I was really young and stayed up way too late 
and was watching random tapes. And I remember it was a high eight tape. My dad had a high eight player. Holy this shit. is like a thing that's not VCR. That's not like so obsolete. People have probably not heard of it. It's not um, even Betamax. Nah. Yeah, but we like we'd watch Rockadoodle do on high eight and stuff. So <laughs> he had this high eight tape. There was a documentary about great sci-fi shows and it showed the last episode of The Prisoner. And the last episode of The Prisoner, just this out of context scene, is this guy going, I will not be stamped, spindled, or mutilated. I, 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 and then like his face rips off and he's this gorilla monster. And I'm like seven years old and I like shit my pants and ran out of the room. <laughs> and I was fascinated with that scene forever. And I've been trying to find it forever. And I finally figured out it's the final scene of the prisoner. <laughs> so wow. check it out. But I was always just like, what's that I, I, I monkey man right, that right. I have nightmares <laughs> about? What is that? Oh, Charles. Yeah. I, I, I. It finally unlocked yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Wow. We always talk about the impending uh, conflict that we're all going to die in is World War I, I, I. Yeah. If you're on the Daily Zeitgeist. <laughs> That's um, right. Can't yeah. wait. Miles Gray joke. <laughs> wait, um, how come it was a, how come it's like a monkey bio weapon? For what, what's going on? Like, well, is that a huge reveal? You gotta understand how trippy and phoned in 60s TV was. <laughs> so right. then in the, I was about to, in the context is stupid as hell. So then he rips off the monkey face and it's his what? own, it's himself. <laughs> And this Wait. is the mysterious evil guy that they've been milking the whole series. Who's it going to be? It's right. him. And he just starts laughing and laughing. And our guy teams up with a little person butler, kills everyone with machine guns and like gets out. And that's then uh, wow. I don't fully understand the context, but I don't think it would make it yeah. better if I did. Man, you wow. didn't stick around for the important uh, payoff the social <laughs> where commentary they murder everyone with machine guns. That would have yeah. helped you so much. Oh, as a kid? Yeah, yeah. Like, thank God he's dead. <laughs> yeah. I, lo I love a good Scooby-Doo mask reveal mm -hmm. and then second mask yeah. reveal. They're, they're <laughs> yeah, just suffering under two layers of masks yeah. uh, and that they went through the trouble of just building a mask that would go on top of a mask that was a perfect replica of their own face that they had been wearing <laughs> around. Um, yeah, it's a Mission Impossible latex thing. Oh, wait, yeah. so it reverted back to his original face? Right, and then the implication, I think, is who knows who that is? Like, it's open to interpretation. It might <laughs> okay. not be, you know? I they don't really like, dig into it. <laughs> You're like, nah, I'm playing. It's me He underneath. beats him to death with a fire extinguisher, if I recall. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Okay, now, now I need to watch yeah. this just last episode out of context. Oh, man. Uh, what is something you think is overrated, Michael? Right now, all the shows that everyone loves. Oh, um, come on. Uh, I don't need to rail too hard about it, but I haven't gotten to in public yet. But I was watching Succession like everyone. And a few episodes ago, even though it's so close to the end, I just am so bored enough by it that I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, but it's literally not worth my time. I just walked away. And there's been a couple like that. And I'm worried that I'm I'm falling out of touch, as they say. But I can't stand shows without dynamics. And it's like every scene is, it's like always sunny in Philadelphia without jokes. And I know people have said Arrested Development without jokes. But Arrested Development was structurally complex. Succession is like, I wonder if they'll fuck them over at the end of the scene. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they have nefarious <laughs> intent. I wonder, I wonder if, if they're going to end up yelling at each other or saying something horrible they can't take back. Um, I think I had the same thing with Game of Thrones. You got to have a lot of dynamics for me. Yeah. Uh, 
I forget. I should have written more than all the shows everyone loves because there was another one that I had a whole crack style thesis about. But you know what? You're not my boss anymore. I don't have to do that to impress you, content dad. Is it Barry? Did Barry lose you? I like Barry. I no, do. Okay. I like yeah, Barry. I figured you would like Barry, actually. Yeah. yeah and I like that. Uh, I don't know if it was fully. Oh, Ted Lasso. That's the one. Ted Lasso sucks. I always thought it has. Um, I think it's interesting that Barry went from season one has the highest proportion of jokes to shit is real. And then it's like smoothly season two is more real, 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 real. I'm pretty sure Bill Hader is trying to hop permanently to I'm going to direct like real shit now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Feels like this is that transition for him. And he's great. This is the first time I've seen that transition. Somebody going from like TV and like directing so many TV episodes so well that I'm now just, and I think a lot of people are now like eagerly awaiting what his first film will be. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, if you count Jordan Peele, but it was yeah, but I, directing I, sketches. It's not real as, as I well know. Yeah. Like watch it <laughs> like from Key and Peele. I wasn't then waiting for oh, like, get out. Oh, please do make a movie. Yeah. Right. It's like, whoa. Uh, Keanu? Yeah. Get out with surprise. You're like, yeah, yeah. Now I, I will allow you to talk shit about Succession, but Ted Lasso. I mean, that is dramaturgically everything that happens on that is necessary. uh, To quote Jeremy Strong, that show's perfect. And Um, there's got to be some kind of uh, I'm just uh, nostalgia goggles, only because I really like Bill Lawrence, the showrunner. I've looked up to him for a long time. I really like Scrubs. Yeah, Uh, even though there's like, I mean, as you get older and older. He's not immune to highly problematic shit if you go back and watch Scrubs, but I still love a lot of the techniques. A lot of modern sitcoms use the techniques he developed in Scrubs. And uh, I don't know, maybe I'm just a sucker, but I watched Ted Lasso and I'm like, man, if this was a Scrubs, I'd be laughing out loud instead of just going, these people are nice. This is nice. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice because everyone's so nice. Yeah. And that's why. Hey, maybe you need that energy. More power to you. Yeah, yeah I, I'm allergic to it. I just can't. Like when I see it, I'm like, oh, it's too nice for me. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a lost cause. Don't like, don't cry for me because I'm already dead. <laughs> and Ted Lasso ain't breaking through. What is something you think is underrated? I forget what the hell I had, but as soon as you did, no wedding planning. Oh, wedding planning. Fuck that. Yeah, my wedding's in twelve days. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Flowbots. More importantly, <laughs> the flowbots, bro. They're Flo-beezies. so good. Um, highly slept on. They're like a rap version of Rage Against the Machine, ethos wise. Like all they rap about is how capitalism's bullshit. The farther we go forward in time, the more everything they say rings true. Uh, like Anne Braden, Rise. There's a war going on for your mind. Same thing. Good soldier. So many great songs, really eloquent lyrics, great flow, like rappers with really melodic flow. And like the roots are like, I mean, I always love live band with live drums doing rap with like a horn section. You don't get that a lot. Right. The flow bots are great. Wow. There we go. I mean, I don't think you even needed to mention that they had great flow after people heard me, (laughs) my AKA. But yeah. Um, And they're robots. Yeah. And they're robots. 
Um, what what do you think? Wait, so I mean, but your wedding. Just to touch on that, as somebody who was married in the last year, uh, you're you feel good. You're nervous. See I, the I, ring, I know you said, the ring and screen. Very hey, nice. You know, Looks good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let it listen. Let it let the camera catch that. But I know the feeling when you're just like less than two weeks out, and all your for me, all I thought about was like, how is this event gonna go down? Not so mm. much of like the marriage itself, but the actual wedding and the shit gonna be where it needs to be. Are people gonna like what they? And I did my head in until somebody uh, like a family member was like, was like, you look fucking tense as fuck. You, what you need to do is act like a guest. Don't act like a fucking host at your wedding. And that was the best advice I received in the lead up of to be able to like on the day, just yeah. put everything else out of mind and just switch to being like, I'm a guest at this wonderful thing. But are, are you are you close to feeling like that? Or is it still kind of like, oh, Ugh. yeah, I feel that entitlement. And that's great advice that I have gotten and taken to heart because. I feel like we did our work in the prep and that we're both workaholics. So we took X, we went extra, extra. So like the gifts for the bridal parties are pretty specific and elaborate and will be like surprising delights that took a lot of extra work. Uh, I know no one attending. I think most people attending will not hear this. No, some will. Oh, well, uh, we shot a full like, cracked caliber sketch to unveil at the wedding <laughs> that we star oh, in with the like world premiere pretty ambitious special effects and a full orchestral score and shit and had a crew out there <laughs> two days of shooting uh and some other surprises so like we went hard and yeah. uh there's costume changes involved and uh you know some of the actors you helped bring up, Jack, are involved in some performance pieces happening throughout. Amazing. So we're doing a whole day of bullshit. And I would say on top of what I would call normal wedding planning, I mean, the sketch was like 100 hours of writing, shooting, and editing easily. So uh, now that it's done, no, I fully feel entitled. I'm like, on the day, it's I've earned, like, yeah. I am king. You serve yeah, yeah, me yeah. now. Yeah, for sure. I made a uh, a playlist for my wedding. Um, okay, so yeah. that was that was something. The gifts uh, I got for my uh, wedding party were tank tops with the local beer logo on it that I got the day before. <laughs> I know we go way too hard. It, hence the I mean to each their own. Yeah, yeah. nervous breakdown. That's like the main factor is that I can't stop doing cool shit all the time. Yeah, yeah. Hey, doing it. Keep it cool, baby. <laughs> Do they have like a program for that where they're where they're like, all right, you're you're in this room with other people who just can't stop doing cool shit all Too the time. Too much ice yeah. cream and you get an ice cream headache. That's yeah. enough for I like to use. Man, uh, I won't like that, but uh in the IOP, one of the last things, because you like present at the end what you've learned, I did it in the form of a rap. Yeah, I'm you a did. fucking nerd. And <laughs> the people were like, uh, one guy, and then they all respond like with affirmations. And one guy was like, I feel like I'm in on the ground floor of like this great talent, man. You're going to be famous. And I'm like, don't say that. That is why I'm fucking here. That fixation. That's what I'm trying to let go. That's like I just completed AA and you're like, you're going to get drunk, dude. I see it. <laughs> you're you. going to be the funnest drunk guy <laughs> like, ever. Uh, I can't trying wait. Trying to quit Hollywood, bro. <laughs> oh, man. I bet you'd be a blast drunk, man. We should go yeah. get a drink after this. <laughs> cool. Thanks. We'd love to get fucked up with you, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about some news stories. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. 
as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hi, it's Jack O'Brien. I've got to tell you guys about something new I've been trying this year. I've been drinking Health Aid Kombucha. I'm on the booch, you guys. Uh, if you're not familiar, it's a fermented, bubbly probiotic tea that's good for your gut. It's blended with real fruit juice. It's super thirst-quenching, a little sweet, a little tangy, very refreshing. Uh, comes in delish flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, Ginger Lemon is a personal fave. Uh, you guys know I'm a big soda fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink alternative to soda that instead of uh, making you feel like you were drinking chemicals, uh, it was thirst quenching and made your tummy feel good. Since they sent me a box of Health Aid Kombucha, I've been drinking far fewer unhealthy soda pop and far more Health Aid Kombucha, and they make my tummy feel all warm and good, cold in my mouth. Warm in the tum-tum is not their slogan yet. Uh, you can have it, Health Aid. If you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel, look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. And we're back. Uh, yeah, so this was news to me. The Republicans have been working on some investigations, eagerly anticipated investigations. I mean, I guess, oh, yeah. I guess it's not news. They're always like, oh, man, what about Hunter Biden laptop, though? Yeah. What about Hunter Biden? What about just what about that. what about? Yeah. Yeah. What about what else? What else? Uh, <laughs> what about <laughs> what? Yeah, they took the mic at the open mic. <laughs> yeah, they took the mic at the open mic. You already did that one. Went oh, to our right. house, and they're like, uh, "What about uh, what about?" What have you guys seen? Gaffigan does hot pockets a bit, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, um, like what'd they find, Miles? What did they unearth? We've heard the threats, you know, in the lead up to the midterms and then after the midterms when they took control of the house, they're like, oh, just fucking wait, because we're gonna bring the fucking hammer down on Joe Brandon. And they said there are all kinds of reports and things about how he took money as VP and swayed foreign policy. Um, the thing is, James Cormer of the uh, the chairman of the Oversight Committee of uh, Kentucky uh, doesn't have shit. And he's doing the like investigation equivalent of when you try to rob a liquor store with a banana in your coat pocket. Being right, like, right. I got that thing on me. Don't pick me. <laughs> and someone's like, man, get the fuck out of my store. Um, right. And that's kind of what's happening right now as the Republicans go on news. Like people are like, even their own media is like, huh? But, but what's the fucking evidence, man? Like, I thought you're going to fucking embarrass this guy. They're saying stuff like this is going to end Joe Biden's presidency. Ooh. So as he's been saying things like many people have been going around to Fox and, you know, giving little interviews. He recently confused the fuck out of a few Fox News hosts when he said he had the goods but can't show anyone yet. And then our uh, Senator Ron Johnson, he was on Maria Bartiromo's show. And then this is what he said about like, well, like, so do you have evidence? He's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the thing about evidence. <laughs> <laughs> the classic legal uh, strategy of here's the thing about evidence. And money came from China and other uh, adversarial countries, by the way, not just China. Yeah. But uh, going into these LLCs and then from there, the money went from the LLCs to, to various Biden family members. What can you tell us about that? What were they getting paid for? Yeah, where are the receipts? Well, again, on, on the bank rec records, you're not going to see bribe to change this policy. You, you, have, right. you have to infer what's happening here. You have, you have to <laughs> look at the, the bulk of the evidence. You have to follow the money and realize, well, so what did this Biden family member do to earn that amount of money? I mean, that's what we did with, with Hunter Biden in Ukraine. I mean, what did he... I don't know if you caught that. He just said, you have to infer what's happening here. Right. And then but at the end of it, he's like, you're not going to necessarily get hard proof. Is how he wraps up this very long-winded soundbite. And Maria, Maria Bartiromo's like, what the fuck, man? Oh, oh, okay. Uh, then <laughs> uh, we have another one where uh, Comer himself goes on Fox and Friends. Very friendly environment. And uh, Steve Ducey's like, hey, man, like you're laying this thing out about all these bribes and stuff. Where's, can, what the, like, but evidence? Uh, and here's, again, just this very dissatisfied Fox News host sources between 2015 and 2017. Uh, and and your party, uh, the Republican investigators say that that's proof of uh, influence peddling by Hunter and James. But that's just your suggestion. You don't <laughs> actually have any facts to that to that point. You've got, you've got some circumstantial evidence. And the other thing is, of all those names, the one person who didn't profit is uh, there's no evidence that Joe Biden did anything illegally. Well, if you look at the, the laptop and the emails between uh. the president's son and his associates, they went to great lengths to hide Joe's involvement. They so this, <laughs> this like weird fucking merry-go-round has been happening for the last fucking week where even they're like, what? You're saying that shit's going on, but you're not showing us anything that's going on. And I, I just have to say, this, this continues again. This is like never ending. Maria Bartiromo is like, hey, Comer, man, you got to come with it. Like, you're telling us about this. Where the fuck are these people? You said they got people who are like can attest to this. You have whistleblowers and all this other shit. Where are they? And again, uh, it, it's 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 not a it's not a great 
Not a great show from James Comer. More important potentially here, and that is this cover-up. You have spoken with whistleblowers. You have spoken, you also spoke with an informant who gave you all of this information. Where is that informant today? Where are these whistleblowers? <laughs> Well, unfortunately, uh, we can't track down the informant. Uh, we're hopeful <laughs> that the informant is still there. The whistleblower knows the informant. The whistleblower is very credible. And all we're asking the FBI. So <laughs> now, they've now switched to. Oh, man. I don't know where he the whistleblower just went. here. Uh, oh. oh, actually, he's just going to the bathroom. But they're credible. Right. So credible. And just lastly, I just want to wrap it up because Maria Bartiromo was just like, hold on, bro. What? You just said that the motherfucker is missing? Like, what's right. going on? Then again, the, not a great answer, but it's fantastic just in the context of that this person probably doesn't exist. Hold on a second, Congressman. Did you just say that the whistleblower or the informant is now missing? <laughs> Well, we, we're hopeful <laughs> that we can find the informant. Now, remember, these informants are, are kind of in the, the spy business, so uh, <laughs> they don't make a habit of uh, being seen a lot or, or being high profile or anything the like spy that. spy business. Uh, we have basic information with respect to what the informant Look at her has face. She's creatures. like, what is this fool saying? Uh, that Joe Biden, when he was all right. Anyway, so well, we've gone from you that can't to expect Miles them to go <laughs> on the hostile grounds of Fox <laughs> News and stand up to the scrutiny that they always reserve for. Wait, no, actually, that those are the softballs. <laughs> he's taking big pauses, like he's uh, on delay, like he's coming to you from uh -huh. the Middle East or like something. Proxima Centauri, right? Yeah. Well, um, they're in the I, spy business, so they don't really they're not really high profile. That's not relevant, really. Like you're that's like asking, like, well, who are these people? Then you could be like, they're not really high profile people. But yeah. to say, like, where are they? And they're like, well, they're spies, so they don't really like hang out places. Yeah. It's like what you're saying. So it's a very it's one of the shittiest diversionary tactics I've seen, because like, I mean, I think they're what they're really trying to do. They want they're running like the 2015 16 playbook all over again, where they're trying to get like a year out, get some really good scandals to stick uh, like they would have with Hillary Clinton. But uh, apparently they don't have misogyny on their side this time. And there's just I don't know. They're they're just they're scrambling now. And you have Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's like followed up that uh, interview and was like, the, they're not missing. Actually, we know where they are. And it's like, what the? F okay, sure. Well, you just didn't want to tell you that because my dad's actually a cop, right? And yeah. What? He <laughs> no, he's not. Well, speaking of misogyny on their side and people actually saying the thing that you want to catch them doing, uh, which doesn't appear to have happened here, you know, it, you're just gonna have to infer things on that story. On this yeah. other one, it sounds like less. Uh, inference. So Rudy Giuliani is being sued for sexual assault by a former employee for $10 million over allegations of sexual assault and harassment, wage theft, and other misconduct. The plaintiff was hired in 2019 with a salary of $1 million per year, which later turned out to be a sham. And the sexual harassment and abuse began almost immediately. Rudy Giuliani, by the way, is on tap saying that he wanted her the victim in this case since the day he interviewed her just horrible damning gruesome details about what he did to this person 
but also just you know, recorded alcohol-drenched rants that include sexist, racist, and anti-Semitic remarks, claim that he could commit crimes because he has immunity, and admitting and admitted to selling pardons for $2 million with Trump. Wow. Yeah. And then they split it. They could split the money. Yeah. <laughs> money he and Trump would split. It's just... It's really fucking wild. I mean, like, I think he met her over Facebook and then yeah. offered this job, and it was like, it's a million dollars a year, but you know, I'm going through this really acrimonious divorce. So I yeah. can't really pay you immediately all the money and strung her along like this. Um, while also being like, well, since you're my assistant, you can record everything. And also I can help represent you in a case against an ex-boyfriend that you're trying to sue who like also mistreated you yeah. apparently. So he was like, he was he was going in at every angle to try and manipulate this person and a, a gaslighting money laundering rapist if he committed a public shooting he would truly be america's mayor right <laughs> that's all of our four quadrants dude yeah yeah completely they're really covering it all um mm -hmm. never paid her claims because of his divorce specifically told her not to cooperate with the fbi and again <laughs> you can do that I'm getting divorced, man. I'm sad. I'm sad. Yeah. No checks this week. That's right. <laughs> but um, don't go, don't cooperate with the FBI either, please. Yeah, I did not know that. Demanded that she work naked in a bikini or in short shorts with an American flag on them that he bought for her over the computer. He asked her to remove her clothes on camera, often called her from his bed where he was visibly touching himself under a white sheet. This is from a 70 page complaint, too. Yes. This is like a tip of the iceberg that I think most people are only like reporting on a, a fraction of everything that's in this thing. Yes. Demanded uh, oral sex during phone calls from high profile friends and clients because it made him quote, feel like Bill Clinton. And if you remember that scene with him on camera, pulling down his pants in Borat too, uh, that scene is specifically referenced in the lawsuit. And they even included a screen grab from the movie, noting that he acted in a similar manner with the plaintiff. So yeah, it's just like... But weirdly, it's a screen grab where Borat's 69ing with the naked fat guy <laughs> on the floor of the convention hall. Like, whoops. <laughs> He's just a big Borat fan, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have left putting all the evidence in order to... My wife! <laughs> Bailiff, get that person out of the courtroom. <laughs> Clear this courtroom. The other thing is, too, like I said, he was representing her against, like, a, in a domestic violence suit against an ex... And he basically said, I'll pay you $300,000 if you waive your legal rights against your uh, like abusive ex because it's like it's messing up like you're distracted from having sex with me. Jesus Christ. Like it's fucking terrible. Yeah. Uh, and like just and on top of it all, too, the other thing that's probably making like other people sweat around D.C. is she had access to like all of his emails. His emails. Yeah. He was like, you're my assistant. So you have my email. You're basically my email account now. Yeah. Controller of my Check email. Check these account. out. Oh yeah. Maybe those will be useful for you in a lawsuit down the road. Um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm fucking everyone, every single Trump family member, uh, like the Trump lawyer, Jay Sekulow, Kelly Conway, uh, Michael McCasey, Jeff Sessions, fucking the, the Ailes family, like every, Fucking every, like anyone who has been yeah. in orbit of uh, the Trumps in that administration. Yeah, got it all. Recordings, emails. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, what's his defense, though? Is he he's innocent? Uh, that, was he Rudy's reps deny the allegations because Mayor Giuliani's lifetime of public service speaks for itself. So, I think... Um, <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just seeing himself. It yeah. Speaks. Watching him service himself in public in yeah. films. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Sure. And like, there's a lot. I mean, yeah, this again, 70 fucking pages is, is like this complaint. And like, this is only like most, it sounds like most journalists are like, it's so fucking bad. It's like not even worth talking about. Like, yeah. aside from like the real nuts and bolts of this case, but yikes. Also important to parse that Giuliani's lifetime of public service speaks for itself and he will pursue all available counterclaims. I don't hear a no. It's not even no. Not like, a denial. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about some more hopeful news. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hi, it's Jack O'Brien. I've got to tell you guys about something new. I've been trying this year. I've been drinking Health Aid Kombucha. I'm on the booch, you guys. Uh, if you're not familiar, it's a fermented, bubbly probiotic tea that's good for your gut. It's blended with real fruit juice. It's super thirst-quenching, a little sweet, a little tangy, very refreshing. Uh, comes in delish flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, Ginger Lemon is a personal fave. Uh, you guys know I'm a big soda fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink alternative to soda that instead of uh, making you feel like you were drinking chemicals, uh, it was thirst quenching and made your tummy feel good. Since they sent me a box of Health Aid Kombucha, I've been drinking far fewer unhealthy soda pop and far more Health Aid Kombucha, and they make my tummy feel all warm and good, cold in my mouth. Warming the tum-tum is not their slogan yet. Uh, you can have it, Health Aid. 
If you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel, look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make HealthAid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. And we're back. And uh, there's another kind of hopeful uh, thread from the guy. We, we talked before about the, this guy, Michael Thomas, did a thread about how the Netherlands went from being this traffic choked, uh, you know, just it, it looked a lot like America. Like when you look at pictures of the Netherlands in the you know 50s and 60s, they took a bunch of funding from developers and filled in like their waterways with cement to like build highways and shit. It was, it was a real mess. And now they are known as a place that's, uh, has very low emissions and is very bike friendly and, uh, pedestrian friendly. And it, it can happen for cities in the modern world. And so he has another thread about, uh, Paris. And this one is actually a even more condensed timeline all takes place basically in the last 10 years. And their strategy was basically go big on bikes. They put those free rent-a-bikes everywhere around town. Basically, Bird, before the tech industry, quote, revolutionized the final mile problem. Uh, they, <laughs> they actually just put those bikes everywhere. So anybody who needed to get somewhere could just swipe and hop on a bike and, and get where they needed to go. They got rid of a bunch of parking in 2020, they announced they'd be removing 72% of street parking for cars to accommodate cyclists in 2020 and closed some of the biggest, like busiest roads and streets and highways and turned them into bike highways. One case, they turned it into like a bike highway and a beach. There's like a, on, on the Seine, like there used to be, or the Seine, there used to be this like big highway right alongside and they just filled it in with sand and like a small lane for bikes and i love it like a great place to hang out <laughs> it looks like a like a mini version of like the venice boardwalk it's yeah so strange to see it like that but hey yeah more more space for people yeah they and there's just a lot of like great side-by-side -side pictures of like you know what new york city looks like today in a lot of places or what la looks like uh all over the place and like side by side with just these like great little walkable communities um and like they've already cut emissions by 20 percent in just like nine years of taking these uh like passing this legislation also every change just like makes it a less horrible place to live and also addresses like one of the issues when i was talking about the netherlands people were like well but how are people going to get around like one of the things the netherlands did was try something called car free Sundays, people were right. like, well, but that does, that's not people fair work on to Sundays. communities that like don't have access to bikes or any, any of that stuff. But if you put other options in place, hopefully affordable options, then it does start to seem more doable. And obviously it's not a complete like fix to the problem, but a lot of just like small changes and trying things out and disincentivizing people and businesses from building their lives and businesses and communities in a way that requires people to drive around angrily in our cars eight hours a day can be a, a huge win and can have these incremental changes where everybody suddenly stops feeling like 
this is inescapable. A world built for cars by sentient cars. <laughs> uh, like, I feel like is that that's a, a thing that we can't even like imagine our way out of. I still like think part of the appeal of post-apocalyptic movies is that they offer the first like walkable communities most people can realistically imagine in the United States because <laughs> all the cars are just gone. Not the driving dead. Yeah. It's not the driving dead. Tell you that damn much. I think ever since we saw it happen in New York, just like in the beginning of the pandemic, I was yeah. like, LA fucking please. Yeah. And like, you see it in some places, but it's mostly in the unincorporated parts of the city where like their small city councils can just decide unilaterally to be like, yeah, let's shut that part down. Just like a little nook over here. But God, what I would give to have like a, just a couple streets like where they prioritize bike traffic, it would be oh, just it would make my fucking life. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple around me. I'm in Emeryville, Oakland area in the Bay, and there's like a street that you can get around on with bikes. You just made me remember like way back at the beginning of the pandemic, we're like, maybe this will be the tipping point for some societal changes right. we need, like universal health care or more walkable cities because people are going to be or like if they don't go to a building, maybe we don't need those buildings. <laughs> it's like, right. Uh, it's so funny to funny. To look back and realize the major changes. No, now we just hate each other about masks and like there's a bunch of cons new conspiracy theories about right. viral mind control and shit. Uh, and a little work from home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's my thing is I work from home all the time ever since pandemic hit and my, all my jobs went remote. I barely ever drive which is nice, but I also barely ever actually have reason to go outside, which is not nice. Right. Uh, so I'm on the, f I, I'll be honest, when I do get outside, I like that, like if everyone was walking or riding their bikes, I'd be like, there's too many people walking right now. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? I <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is this, I, New okay. York? <laughs> what I really want is for other people to not exist. <laughs> oh, <okay>. That's what <laughs> That's I want. That's a real part of post-apocalyptic yeah, 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 yeah. movies that people like, yeah. Or totally. all segues, one or the other. That was supposed to do it. It was going <laughs> to change the way cities were built. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I mean, they had the, uh, like, again, it's like the thing that bird scooters came in and everyone was like, these are revolutionary. And mm -hmm. it's like a lot of people have had this idea. It's just now venture capital decided to fund it in the form of these dumb scooters that people just leave all over the place. But yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, New York has the rentable bikes and stuff. Uh, it's just you need to like do that at scale and also get rid of all of the traffic that makes it so that like oh, riding yeah. your bike around requires you to take your life into your own hands. I feel like because in L.A., the tourists like be I'm sorry, tourists, because there's bird scooters around doesn't mean it's fucking safe for y'all. No, because mm. I all the time see tourists like in the most dangerous <laughs> fucking roads being like. Oh, I love this town. I'm on a bird scooter. And like people are flying by them like 40, 50 miles an hour and shit. Yeah. And it's like it's it's giving the impression that there's infrastructure that would keep you safe. There's like also this like little stretch on the 110 going into downtown that I see people like ride this narrow sort of sidewalk uh, like right next to a freeway. And it's not it's obviously not in the like on the freeway. But like when I see that, I'm like, oh, my God, like these people are fucking like daredevils. Like what the fuck are they doing? Riding but a again, bird scooter down the 405 with a map open in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. 100%. I mean like just convert like 
just start off with a couple fucking streets, like two streets per neighborhood, like that are like the main thoroughfares. Like, just give yeah. us a little fucking bike action, please. Yeah, yes, I spent mean, a decent amount of money on a bike for the first time in my life while I was at Cracked, just because I was like, I'm only like three and a half miles from the office. I should commute back and forth every day. Only did it for like four days before I seriously felt like. Yeah, but if you die, what's the point of this? <laughs> like, there was no every day I got going three like, and a half miles. Hit. I got in multiple like people screeching, honking. There's yeah. nowhere for you to be, or yeah. you go on the sidewalk and people shout, "You're not allowed get to up. be on the sidewalk." Yeah. Like, go what they really the want street. is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, get in, get a car, motherfucker. Is the implication? I'm not gonna die on Cloverfield, you fuck. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, in America, it's like boring shit like the chamber of commerce that is secretly really powerful or the real estate industry that you know e even though this would be good for the real estate industry i just feel like there are massive capital infused powers that are making it so that these things that would make everyone's lives better would help at least do a like maybe make a small dent in the problem with climate change and all i think Small dent in the actual, you know, it's only reduced uh, emissions by 20%. That's still significant. That's significant, yeah. Nine years. But also just like mentally, like seeing a mayor come in and like make these changes in a single decade, like I feel like has to give people hope and like, you know, make it feel like there's a world where hypercapitalism and whatever gets you from one transaction to the next as quickly as possible with as little friction as possible, like that, that ethos doesn't have to run the world, which I, I think is hard to imagine for a lot of us who yeah. have like grown up in the world since like the eighties and nineties, you know, Jack, that's what, that's why you just got to embrace the apocalypse, man. And hope that comes right. Right. Cause I can't because imagine literally it's easier to imagine the end of the world than the end of capitalism. Just blow it up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, it happens. It happens. Yeah. I feel like there's two forces that have gotten us in trouble that have just gotten out of control ever since interchangeable parts were invented. We're like, Oh wow. It's amazing when shit gets more efficient. Everything should just always get more efficient until we're producing so much that shit is just spewing out of robots 24 <laughs> hours a day. Uh, and then the other one is like, we all is the, the branding idea. Like, you know, there's great books to read about it, but Mad Men covers it fairly well. The origin of the realization that, oh, we could just sell the idea of something or package stuff, or instead of saying this is what the product provides, we can say cool people use this product way more effective. And then the news was like, we can do that too. Uh, so I just feel like those two impulses have really screwed us up. Like right. PT Barnum and interchangeable parts guy, the cotton gin guy, whoever it was. Eli Whitney. Yeah. yeah. But all the way through to like, right. The uh, conveyor belt and then McDonald's, like we've applied it to everything. How can we make right. this more efficient, lower cost, et cetera. Whenever you and now you parts. Reminds me of playing civilization. When you get to that, technology in civilization replaceable parts uh mm, for all my sid Meier's yeah. freaks out there but mm -hmm. oh the thing i was gonna say is like i guess the only thing you could do is like maybe trick the commercial real estate industry because they're suffering right now is to be like what if 
we turn the streets around all your commercial buildings into like walkable areas. So naturally people will fucking come through there because yeah. you, you can at least made rent it. out your bottom floor for yeah. cafes like, and stuff. People yeah. will at least move towards there because you've, you've created the infrastructure for people to move into that area and maybe that will do something, but they're probably just completely, you know, I don't know. They, they can't, the, they can't be. Yeah. I mean that we had, like LA had one of the largest rail lines, like just miles and miles and miles and miles of, you know, electric rail cars at the beginning of the 20th century. And then cars and tire companies came through and had their way with it. And, and we've abandoned it to the Morlocks. Yes. <laughs> no one ever goes down there. Now. That's right. Man, it's always a bummer to see, like when you, you come across the old LA railway, like infrastructure, when you're like, what the, f like you'll, you'll like trip over like an old fucking, you know, tr like piece of train track. Right. Like, or if what? you've been NYC enough, you'll see like a sign with a subway map and you'll go, Oh, is some kind of New York City themed thing going on? Oh, that's right. We have a subway. Never mind. That's right. <laughs> well, Michael, what a pleasure having you uh, yeah, on the show. Always. Thank you. Thank you. Where can people find you, follow you, and find out more about Papa Bear? Yeah. Uh, I refrain from name dropping it so far, but uh, I'm working on a film called Papa Bear based on the hilarious, poignant, true story of when my dad came out as a gay furry when I was 17. Fun fact, his real fursona is Cyber Bear, a cybernetically enhanced bear. Oh. But as screenwriters, we thought that was like a hat on a hat. Like real <laughs> life, that's too many elements, right? To uh, no one's going to believe that. <laughs> um, but the goal, beyond just exploding some myths about furry fandom and having a, an actually like positive representation of that community, it's not a niche movie only for furs. It's uh, like a poignant coming-of-age comedy. We're inspired by stuff like 8th Grade, Lady Bird, Book Smart, stuff like that. If you like those, if you like our work at Cracked, by us, I mean me and Abe Epperson, uh, yeah. who sort of like forged the, uh, the look of Cracked videos all the way from the scrappy stuff to the high-value stuff. Yeah. And uh, we're trying to do it again. Oh, also, we have a pre-existing movie called Kill Me Now, which you could watch in its entirety on YouTube. And I only mention that because if all those things make you go, Oh yeah, these guys could make a movie. This looks yeah. good. They've um, made one. Yeah, and go check good. us out <laughs> yeah. at seedandspark.com slash fund slash papa hyphen bear. And yeah. uh, learn all about the project. At the lowest tier, you can just give us like 15 bucks and it's just like buying a ticket, right? When the movie's done, we'll send it to you to watch. And then it goes up from there. Yeah. Uh, or you can follow me on Twitter at swam underscore corp and I'll keep you apprised. Yeah. That link will be in the show notes. Oh, show right. So if you just like open the damn app that you're listening to it open, on. Open look the at, damn look app. at the episode Man, description. You will find. I wonder what the click through is on people who read the show notes in their app and click a link. Yeah. I bet it's high. It's big. I bet it's unbelievably high. Is there a work of media that you've been enjoying? Oh, media. Oh, I will say. Uh, I wanted to say this in Act One, but I didn't find a good spot to slip it in. But I think Coomer, Comer, whoever we were talking about, the pundit yeah. in Act One, uh, is still doing good work from his point of view in the sense that it is a marketing thing. It's just about repetition. It's the right. Coca-Cola version of it doesn't matter if the follow through is and it's not true. And here's why you said it a thousand times. And that <laughs> leads me to a piece of media I'm liking, which is Foundation. I'm a big hard sci-fi nerd, if you are as well. And if you watch The Expanse and you're like, this is 
good, but not scratching that itch of like very intellectual sci-fi. Foundation is super good. And uh, there's a character named Empire in that who says a line related to this, which is uh, they're like, but that's not true. And he's like, but we'll just have every galactic news source repeat it until the air is made of it and there's nothing else to breathe. There you <laughs> go. <line>. Yeah, <laughs> foundation. Really good. Wow. Miles, where can people find you? Is there work in media you've been enjoying? Uh, man, uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, TikTok. I, mean, I haven't posted it. Anyway, at Miles of Gray, if there's at symbols, as I usually say. Uh, follow Jack and I on our basketball podcast, Miles and Jack on Mad, Mad Boosties, uh, where you can hear, at least we're going to recap uh, Game 1, Western Conference Finals, uh, by the next episode. And uh, also check me out on 420 Day Fiance with Sophia Alexandra, where we talk about 90 Day and Love is Blind, but really high. Um, if that's if that makes it any different for you. Uh, this is a tweet uh, from Ify at Ify Wadiway. He just quote tweeted, someone took a picture of like a Mickey Mouse thing with like the Viewmaster Mickey Mouse, you know, uh, toy. And he put, ah, yes, dissociation training wheels. Those were the days. <laughs> Amazing. And yeah, man, the amount of time I remember there was one I had of just like California landmarks. And I would just look at the Golden Gate. Like I would lay on my back just look into the sun and just well, take it in. Well, your parents are screaming at each other in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fades into just seagulls. That's all you yeah. hear. They're Man, like, I yeah. never loved you. And I'm like, click. And I'm at the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> I just saw that dude and Tim Meadows and Carl Tart do improv. They're fantastic. If he's oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. What a crew. A uh, tweet I've been enjoying. Furby Hancock tweeted, processed food was literally designed for you to eat. Organic is just some crap they found on the ground somewhere. Just good. <laughs> Good nutrition <laughs> advice, but I think that is how my brain worked for a large portion of my adult life. I was like, well, the scientists have approved this with all their technology. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes. where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode. As well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what is a song that you think people might enjoy? Uh, I think, you know, since we were talking about just rapping bars and things like that, Bars Simpson is the track that we're going to go out on by Sunny Jim, MF Doom, J Electronica. Just a great, good, good old rap song. But I just love, I love when anyone makes a Simpsons reference. And like the album art is fantastic. It's like got Homer just like on his back drunk and the album's called White Girl Wasted. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, check out this track, Bars Simpson, uh, Sunny Jim, MF Doom, J Electronica. Put All it through right. your speakers. Uh, well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's yeah. going to do it for us this morning. Back this afternoon to tell you what is trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. <laughs> I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 